On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I bring you Natalie Needham, and we're going to dive into peptides, a topic I have not brought you all yet. So a couple things to know about Natalie. A, she's a fellow biohacker, nutritionist, and this is really interesting. She calls herself an epigenetic coach. It's fascinating to me how in this modern world with so much physical, emotional stress that we are needing coaches not only to help us overcome our genetics, but to help us understand something like what you're about to hear, which is how to use peptides. So if you are not familiar with peptides, it's really interesting. I've been watching within the biohacking community for some time now people gravitating towards peptides. And they were originally put out there as a potential tool for anti-aging. But then when I got into the trenches of peptides and trying to understand them, I saw that the learning curve was huge. And many people told me they worked for them. Some people told me, many people told me they didn't work for them. And it seemed like there was a lot of bio-individuality. So partly why I haven't brought you a discussion on peptides is because I haven't found you the right person who can really simplify this for us. And in this episode, Natalie does an amazing job. So we talk about what is a peptide, how would you know you need peptides, what peptides can do not only for anti-aging, but for burning fat, for regulating hormones. How do you know the difference between orals, creams, shots, everything that you could potentially want to know about peptides from an introduction standpoint will be covered in this podcast. So listen all the way through. At the end, we talk about what happens in the body that would make peptides difficult for you to receive and ultimately how you can tap into Natalie as a resource to be able to start to dabble in peptides for yourself. I think there's something really, really cool about this peptide conversation. And I think there's something, especially for those of us as we are getting older, that we really need to perk up and look at the potential of peptides as being a guiding light to slowing down aging, to balancing hormones, and really ultimately living in a body that we absolutely love. So Natalie Needham, so excited to bring this conversation to you. And as always, if you love it, share it out into the world and let's get healthy together. Enjoy. Hey, Dr. Mindy here and welcome to season four of the Resetter podcast. Please know that this podcast is all about empowering you to believe in yourself again. And I want you believing in your body. I want you believing in your mind. I want you believing in your spirit. If you have a passion for learning, if you're looking to be in control of your health and take your power back, this is the podcast for you. Enjoy. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. 
So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled. And let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. For starters, Natalie, welcome to the Resetter podcast. I feel like I need to give you like a big, a big uh, hurrah welcoming you to this amazing podcast that I've created here. I'm so happy you're here. Well, thank you. I am so honored to be here, Mindy. I mean, I love the Resetter podcast. I love your backdrop. That's like, you know, for me, there's goals in life. My goal is to, you know, get it together. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, though. It's a pleasure. And it's always a pleasure chatting with you anyway. So I love super. I know I love talking with you. And you're this is a topic that I feel like I've been thirsty to understand. Um, and every time I take a little sip of the peptide water uh, of trying of knowledge, I only find that I need like jugs and jugs full of information because there's so much to learn about peptides. So, and I, and I haven't, each time I dabbled in understanding peptides, I find myself more and more confused, but then you mm. hear people who say it's miraculous and they have seen incredible changes. So can we start off by just helping us all understand what is peptide therapy and why has it taken off? Why is it such a big biohack right now? So let's start with what is a peptide, right? I think I find that sometimes that's a really good place to start because people will often confuse peptides with collagen peptides, which we you know, whatever brand we use, we mix it in our water and it's supposed to help our skin and our hair and our nails. And a peptide basically is a protein and a peptide is a small protein. So depends on the definition you use, but for the most part, peptides are proteins that are 50 amino acids or less. So that makes them really tiny. Um, They are generally, when we're talking about peptide therapy, peptide therapy is tapping into these fragments of proteins that are actually naturally occurring in the body, but that have been synthesized in a lab and put 
put together in a way that they can then be reintroduced to the body in a in a therapeutic sense. So one of the things to remember about peptides and peptide therapy is it's still not, it's very not in the mainstream. Yes. Most peptides are not approved for human use, um, they, which is interesting because the functional medicine space, the regenerative medicine space, they are all over these things because of the way that they work and what they're able to, well, mostly because of the way that they work and what they're able to help the body to do for itself. Right. And and that concept of helping the body to do for itself, I think is one of the most mm. key concepts in peptide therapy. With a drug, we're coming in and we're blocking a pathway, we're forcing a pathway, we're you know, we're doing something for the body. With a peptide, what we're generally doing is we're giving a signal to the body to 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 perform a cascade or perform a task that it can do, but maybe it's not doing. So so what baffles me is that like I've been studying nutrition and detoxing for, you know, a large part of my life, and I've never heard of peptides until recently. So when I start to see that there's a trend, like all of a sudden everybody reaching for peptides, what my brain says is, why is the body not making it itself? Is there a, a cellular breakdown that's going on that is requiring us all to do these exogenous peptides now? That's a great question. The body does make them. Okay. But the body makes fewer as it goes. And it's it's a little bit like, um, you know, your RDA of vitamin C or whatever. If you're healthy, you don't need to necessarily take vitamin C or the RDA of whatever. You're getting it in your diet or you're getting right. it from where you need it. And this is where, again, you know, in the biohacking community, people get really excited about stuff. Yes. I'm of the mind that peptides are incredibly powerful. They've see, I've seen them do amazing things, but it's not the kind of thing that we should just be using willy-nilly. Right. It's, okay. If you don't need them, don't use them, right? So with the amino acid, I, it, what's really interesting when you, because I am mildly obsessed with amino acids. And <laughs> As so, you should be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, well, gosh, they're, you know, if they're made up of around 50 amino acids, then we can get amino acids in meat and, and, and a lot of our foods. Couldn't we just go to a more bigger root and get eat aminos, make sure we're getting our aminos so those aminos can make peptides? Right. So, well, does it work that's like a, that? It doesn't. So that's ah. a really good question. And it doesn't. Having said that, there is a category of peptides called bioregulator peptides. So these are a subset of general peptides, these are only two to four amino acids in length. We naturally produce them in our body. We produce fewer of them as we age. As a matter of fact, okay. Dr. Kavinson, who is the, the researcher and physician in Russia who, who has been studying bioregulators for 40 years now, he's, he has the peptide theory of aging which is that as we age, we, we make fewer of these peptides. And what these peptides do is they actually are epigenetic switches. So they bind to DNA inside the nucleus of the cell and they upregulate the production of proteins that enable for cellular renewal in specific tissues, glands, and organs. Interestingly enough, when, they're, when there's two ways to get those um, bioregulator peptides, you can get them synthesized from a lab, but you can also get them as a food supplement. And that food supplement are extracts of the tissues, glands, and organs from animals. 
So you can see where I'm going with yes. this. So now if you're eating organ meats as a regular part of your diet, then guess what? You're getting access to those bioregulator peptides. Wow. So our choice is <laughs> eat organ meats or take some peptides. You, you get You get to choose one or the other. Yeah. And I mean, the tricky thing is that, you know, in the bioregulator peptide world, we have a bioregulator peptide for the pancreas, for the liver, for the stomach, for the lungs, for the thymus gland, for the thyroid gland, for the adrenals, for the kidneys, for the bladder, for the ovaries, for the testes, for the prostate, for the pineal gland. So we're unlikely to eat all of those bits and bobs, right? even if we could find them, not to mention the fact that when we're using a bioregulator, it's a little bit like, again, with those vitamins and nutrients, we're looking for a therapeutic effect. So we're going to need a much more concentrated source, Got if it. you will, right? Got so for, for me, eating organ meats is just smart. It's a foundation of a healthy eat, diet. Do you eat organ meats or do you take supplements for organ meats? So I do both. Right. The next level, because to your point, we may not have access. It's a bit of a pain to be cooking all of these different organs. And there's some of them I don't actually like that much anyway. We have the desiccated organ supplements, right? right? So like the heart and soil guys, the ancestral supplements, there's a new company called MK out there right now. And these guys are taking organs from grass fed animals and desiccate, drying them out, stuffing them into capsules, and now we can get the benefit of our organ meats through these capsules. I actually think we're probably getting a higher concentration of bioregulator peptides through those than you would from just eating a portion of liver. Interesting, because it's concentrated. It's more concentrated. And then the next level up from there might be your bioregulator peptide supplement. So how would I know, and if, you know, because I don't even know in my own health or, you know, the people listening, how would I know if I was missing these peptides? Yeah. So you're not missing them, right? Here's the thing, the theory or the use behind, and you know, we're, so now we're leaning more into the bioregulators. So guys, just so you know, we have the BPC, like most, not most, some of you may have heard about BPC-157 thymosin alpha-1, thymosin beta-4, CJC epimerillin. Those are kind of the most common or even semaglutide or terzepatide. We'll talk about those maybe later. Those we will call long-chain peptides. The short-chain peptides, which are the bioregulator peptides, we don't generally have a deficiency of them. But the theory Mm. that Professor Kavinson puts forward is that every Every living creature has what he calls a forty-two, a thirty to forty percent biological reserve. So, call think of that as an untapped potential. Okay? okay. Now, let's say as we're moving through life, there's regular, normal wear and tear on our parts, just as you would lose tread on the tires of your car, or you would, you know, your brakes wear down. It's normal. It's not pathological. It's just normal wear and tear. The way he kind of would approach using bioregulator peptides from a longevity and health span perspective is basically just kind of restoring and Mm -hmm. refreshing and giving a a signal to the body, hey, let's do a little, give that pancreas a little love and rejuvenate it a little bit or the liver or the stomach. So that would be from the perspective of, you know, someone who's basically healthy, who might do a couple of rounds of these bioregulators once or twice a year and I would, I think of it as just, you know, kind of tapping into that reserve. 
right. as it were. And, and keeping, keeping, your, keeping your levels at age appropriate is what you're trying to do there. Yeah. And even better, right? Because yeah. if, if I'm 60, I'd love to be, like for me, if I'm, if I'm 60 and I can present more like a 40-year-old or a 45-year-old, yeah. This is good, right? So I want my biological age ultimately to be lower than my chronological age if I can make that happen. And peptides are helping us do that. So it's like a new peptides discovery can. that it's like an, it, it started off as more like an anti-aging than or, or a longevity tool. Well, you know, the first people that really tapped into peptides, like the longer chain peptides are the bodybuilders. Oh, and the bodybuilders, yes. Bodybuilders are the ultimate and the original biohackers, if you think about it. Yeah, These are people obsessed. Yeah. With, with controlling the outcome that they were getting from their bodies. Oh, so interesting. So, okay, then my, the, the, the biggest question I have after I heard that is, well, why did, my, why did my mom and my grandma not need peptides? And now I'm 53 thinking about peptides. Is it because it's accessible? Is there something that's going on in my body? Like, what is the craze around this and why are so many people gravitating towards peptides when years ago, we didn't even hear of the word? You know, it's a really good question. And let me ask you a question. How often did you hear your mother and your grandmother stressing about their biological age? Not, it's a very good point. You know, actually <laughs> I, on that one, uh, when I had really bad menopausal symptoms, I went to my mom and I asked her and she was how her menopausal journey was. And she was like, it was easy. It was, it was a no brainer. And for years I've been like, she's lying. She was so lying. She's not <laughs> telling the truth. But what I realized is actually when she was 53, stress levels were so significantly different. They're, they just didn't have the same stress levels that we have now. And I'm wondering if so much of this biohacking stuff is coming to us because of the physical, the emotional, the chemical stressors. It's more than just stress of the mind. It's toxicity. And so we're having to reach for these other resources. I'm, I a thousand percent agree with you. And also our expectation of how we're going to look and perform in our 60s, mm. 70s, and 80s is, I think, very different than even theirs was, especially our grandmothers. You go find your grandmother at 65. The odds are that she looked very different and her expectations of who, how she was going to move through this world were not the same as ours are. We want it all. So we want to live long and kick ass the whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you think, I mean, I think about that a lot because um, I don't think we even know what normal aging is. We don't, and we just don't have any litmus test for what should a 53-year-old body and face and, and brain look like. And everybody's biohacking something different. So yeah. can, is there a way for us to understand peptide use if we want to slow the aging process down? Are there certain uh, peptides that we would want to go in on? Um, and how do we decide that? Because I've danced around peptides, trying to understand them, and it's like understanding an, a, another language. Yeah. So are there certain ones that are like the door into anti-aging? I think that, first of all, one thing I think that's important for all of us to really get our heads around is that as magical as peptides sound and as powerful as they can be, they're still only one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and I'd say this to people 
all the time, whether I'm working on them with them one-on-one, whether they're in one of my groups, whatever the case, it's like I'm a broken record. If you're not taking care of everything else, the peptides can only do so much. Yeah. So yeah. from an anti-aging perspective or from a healthy aging perspective, like however we want to position that for ourselves, I think it's, it's looking at what are the processes in our body that are driving aging that we want to address. Mm. So if we have a lot of inflammation in our system, if we can do something that helps to bring the inflammatory processes in the body back into balance, that's going to be a benefit. So for example, thymosin alpha-1, which is an immune peptide, which is actually a legal drug in about 30 or 40 countries around the world. And for some reason, it's becoming harder and harder and harder to get your hands on in the US. And, and from what I can tell, Canada is kind of in la-la land on this stuff, which is good for us in Canada, but in the US, like the FDA is like pulled it out of compounding pharmacies. Like it's been, it's been a war on Why this is peptide. That? Why do you think that's? Honestly, I can't give you a good answer. And I mostly because I don't like to devolve into negativity around right. all these things. All I can tell you is that it's become, it's, it's an unfortunate because with people who have autoimmune conditions, people who, uh, whose innate immune system is very depressed, which we know happens a lot, it's it's a compound that helps to bring up the innate mm. Th1 immune function mm. and balance it out with Th2. Mm. Um, so that would be a peptide. It's not a traditional anti-aging peptide, but it's definitely, you know, when we're looking at things that age us, helping the immune system to be balanced is a big piece of the puzzle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. The, for me, the anti like the the healthy aging peptides is where the bioregulators really shine because they are um, they're adaptogenic, if you will. Mm, mm. So, for example, with the thyroid bioregulator, we can we can give it to someone who's either hyperthyroid or hypothyroid, and all it's going to do is try mm. and normalize thyroid. I love that. Yeah, right. I love that. So it's not it's not pushing or pulling anything. It's just saying, hey. We're out of balance. What can we do to bring balance back? Yes. Um, so smart. because and, and that's one of my biggest beefs about supplements is that everybody uses them like medications. And yeah. I assume they're, and you actually have me thinking a little bit deeper on peptides. I think we're doing the same. It's like an exogenous something I put into my body that makes me feel, and, and in this case, look better. But mm -hmm. what you're saying is that actually it's just bringing something back into balance and so then is there a time you are supposed to get off of that off of that peptide? Yeah, so this is the bioregulators. So the bioregulators as far as we can tell from those 40 years of research that Cavinson's put in and and a lot and if you go on to PubMed you will be blown away at how much is there. Most people just don't even know to look for it. The safety profile of these things is is rather spectacular. The mm. other interesting thing about the bioregulators is they can be used in conjunction with conventional therapies to help outcomes. Mm. So imagine there's a really good study where they took two groups of people with COPD. They gave them both a medication, but one group also got the lung bioregulator yeah. at the same time. And they had a way better outcome yes. than the guys with just the drugs. And if we think about this logically, what if you're giving a stimulus to the body while you're helping to mitigate the symptoms and the expression of COPD, if you're also able to give the body a signal, hey, let's rejuvenate, let's restore the tissue in the lungs at the same time. Yeah, oh, that, that makes so much sense because that's one of my complaints about 
medication is there's often a consequence. So you have an immediate up upside of it in many cases, but then later on there's, there's a consequence that you had to endure because it is a synthetic chemical. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that in many cases, we could pair a peptide with a medication, get more out of our medication, and then get off our medications. Certainly in some cases, for sure. Like imagine the liver bioregulator, right? Helping with the body's detoxification processes and healthy lipids, like, you know, um, whatchamacallit, cholesterol. That's right. what you call it. <laughs> what's that, <laughs> what's like that, that lipid, that real what's famous that, lipid that and stuff? Like begins with a C, something like you that. You know, everybody talks about <laughs> it a lot. <laughs> but now on the other side, on the long chain peptides, which is a whole other kettle of fish. So now we look at something like, for example, like a BPC-157, which BPC, and the nomenclature on these things, to be clear, sucks. They're crazy. But, they're nuts. It's like another language. It's, it's like alphabet language. soup. Yeah. It's brutal. But BPC-157, which is body protective compound 157. And I think that 157, that those numbers are not actually random. It's the it's from number one to 57 or something. It has to do which, which segment of the amino acid, the full protein wow. that is naturally occurring in your gut. Wow. So, so it's naturally occurring in your gut. It's magic when it comes to healing the gut. So when we're talking about healthy aging, imagine that leaky gut or a damaged gut lining is going to cause all kinds of problems. Yeah. We can't absorb our nutrients properly. We can't assimilate them. We can't. So imagine if we have a therapy that we can tap into periodically mm. that says, let's give that that impetus to the gut while we're also providing the other nutrients, by the way, that the gut needs to heal. <laughs> right. Let's be clear. But what if we have something that helps to heal the gut mm. and is anti-inflammatory? And by the way, if you happen to have a sore knee or a bad back, it might actually take care of that too, because our body protective compound 157 is also really amazing for musculoskeletal injuries. Interesting. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man, one of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there, and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60, and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org, and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually... 
actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. Okay. So the other mystery in my brain has been that there's injectables, there's creams, there's pills. And it seems like when you start to understand these peptides, you have to first understand which one to use for what symptom or organ process you're trying to improve. And then you have to decide how do you want to get it into your system. So help us understand what the difference between the all three forms of bringing a peptide into your body and why would we choose one over the other? Well, there's actually more. There's sublingual, there's transdermal, there's eye drops. So why? Why do we have so, so many? Why? We don't know how to get it in? Well, no. So here's the thing. Number one, most peptides are only bioavailable through subcutaneous injection. Most of them, but the thing right. about it, they're proteins. What happens when you eat protein? Uh, they get that you digest them. You break them. You down. digest them, right? Got it. So now BPC one five seven gets a buy because it originates in the gut. So for whatever, ah. whatever wisdom that there is in our body goes. Oh, hey, I know you. <laughs> you get. I'm not going to break you down. Thymus and beta four, which is a thymus peptide, which is a much bigger peptide. I think it's forty three amino acids long. Um, thymus and beta four. You eat that it's going, you're not going to get the benefits. So it has to be introduced typically by subcutaneous injection. The thymus and alpha one is another one. So people are working really hard to figure out ways of making peptides bioavailable without needing that subcutaneous injection. But for right. the most part right now, most of them are sub-Q. Having said that, right. BPC-157 can be used topically on burns and wounds. It can be used in specially formulated eye drops mm. in the eye. It can be taken orally. And again, for musculoskeletal issues, the subcutaneous injection is the most powerful. And it can even be used intranasally. Mm. Oh. Right? Like Wow. Crazy. Now, BPC-157, I want, before everybody runs out and places an order wherever they can find it, Think about this. BPC-157 also is very brain protective. It's really mm. good for the nervous system. It helps to balance the GABAergic, dopaminergic, and serotonergic systems in the brain. However, there's a small percentage of people who have some pre-existing imbalance condition. We haven't really figured out what it is yet. For them, it's a dead opposite. And it it can make them like really anxious, very upset, you know, it can be very disruptive to their mental state. So we have to be like, this is, this is the gray area of peptides, mm, right? So mm. for, I would say the lion's share of people, it's mm. really beneficial, but you gotta be, you know, you gotta be either very aware or working with a practitioner. And, and the one thing I tell people, the biohackers who are going to go out and self-experiment and stab themselves with all kinds of stuff, <laughs> keep a, keep a journal. Yes. Yeah. Like, and don't do more than one thing at a time. Yep. Like, like all those rules that we teach people, even when you start a new supplement, yep. right? Start I do that exact dose, thing. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Don't start seven supplements. At no. one. I know the protocol is seven supplements. It's going to take us a while to get there because, you know, you start doing your BPC, your TB4, your CJC epimorelin, which is our classic Wolverine stack. You do that all at once. You start breaking out in hives or whatever. You're not going to have any clue 
yeah, of from. which one, which one moves the needle. Do you feel like there, I, I hear BPC 157 all the time. Um, I've, I've had great results w- watching it with patients. I've never used it on myself. Do you mm-hmm. feel like there are certain, you talked about the wolf pack. That's interesting. Are there certain uh, peptides that you're like, this is a good door in. These are, these are some good solid peptides that everybody could benefit from. And here's why. Yeah. So again, I mean, we're on thin ice here, right? BPC-157 yeah. for all of the magical things it can do. And I've seen it all, like constantly I see it. It's not approved for human use. So that's crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it's available, what, pretty widely available as an oral supplement. I was going to say, it's easy to get. I mean, all you got to do is Google BPC-157 and you can get it sent to you. So number one, watch your source. Ah, okay. okay? So that's, that's, I'm going to say that's number one. So in the oral um, peptides like BPC-157, there is a company in Australia that makes a gut healing formula called Ultimate GI Repair with BPC-157, another peptide called KPV, another peptide called lorazotide. So BPC-157 heals, KPV reduces inflammation, lorazotide literally seals tight junctions. And then he's at, and then if that wasn't enough, he's added zinc carnosine and a little bit of copper and some glutamine and tributyrin. Like he's created the ultimate GI healing stack. Like that is, it is one of the most amazing supplements. That would be a good source. But people go on Alibaba and say, oh, look, I found a vial of 10 milligrams of BPC-157 for $7.99. Yay me. Right. And I'm sitting there going, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no. It, no. <laughs> I would just like to point out for all supplements, peptides, anything cheaper is not better. In fact, never. I get worried if it's too cheap because yeah. I know how supplements need to be made and the and the cheap ones are usually the worst ingredients. Yeah. So yeah. so there so here what I hear you saying is there is a door in yeah, if you yeah. want to start to experiment with those supplement with those peptides. For sure. And with the bioregulators, I would say that there's three bioregulators. So Professor Cavinson did a really, really seminal, like incredible study with older people. Mm. And so he took and he had, I think it was 260 people. He followed them for 12 years. And they were, um, at the beginning of the study, I believe they were 65 to 75-year-olds. And all he did is he gave half the group a pitalon, the pineal bioregulator. Now, he was using an injectable form of the extract called epithalamin. Mm. And I'm making that distinction because people not making that distinction has been a miserable experience in trying to explain people about dosages. Mm. But we're not going to go there right now. Let's just say he used the pineal bioregulator, and he was able to show after six years, and then after 12 years, that the group that got the vitamins had a much higher mortality rate than the group that was given the bioregulators. Wow. Like by half, by 12 years. Then he took 75 to 85-year-olds, and now he's like, okay, you know what? We're not going to follow them for 12 years. They're going to die. So we're going to just do a six-year study. And what he did is he had his first cohort just get the polyvitamins. Mm-hmm. His second ho- cohort got a pitalon, and the third one got the pineal bioregulator and the thymus bioregulator. And these guys had only 33% mortality rate. 
the polyvitamin awesome. group were dropping like flies. There was none of them left virtually. I mean, not none, but very right. few people left. And then the people that got the pineal bioregulator did better than the polyvitamin, but not as well as thyroid. So imagine that just by impacting, helping the pineal gland to function better or restore its function and helping the thymus gland to restore its function, which is the seat of our immunity, mm. that he was able, without changing anything else in these people's lives, he was just able to help them to live longer and their bone density was be better. Like there were all these different metrics that they were able to check the boxes on. So I would say, if you wanted to do nothing else, you could do a couple of rounds of the pineal gland and or pineal and thymus. Or if you want to really go crazy, you do pineal, thymus, and blood vessel. Blood because, vessel, yeah. Well, imagine if we can improve the condition of our blood vessels, that's getting nutrients to every place in your body and removing waste products. Wow. Right away, we're ahead of the game. Wow. So those would be three different uh, peptides. Yeah. And so is there an age that you would say, hey, when you hit this age, you're crazy if you're not thinking about peptides? Yeah, I would say on the bioregulator front, by the time we're 40, 45, it would be a good time to, to think about bioregulator peptides and even to do like those three, do them for a month, once or twice a year. Yeah, I think I think and and you could and the bioregulators you can take orally because don't forget that they come ah. in food. So Got they it. can be taken in capsules in like, and it's a nutritional supplement. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I, I like that approach. It's kind of, you know, it, it works for me in the terms of like how I think about fasting, which mm -hmm. is like the goal with fasting is to have flexibility with it and, and to lean into longer fasts every once in a while. And so my belief system is twice a year, everybody should do a three day water fast, get rid mm -hmm. of the, the cells that are no longer serving you. And I think what I fear in some of these trends is that we start taking, looking at instead of medication being the hero, yeah. we start going, oh, the peptide's the hero or the supplement's the hero. And it takes all the power away from our own innate healing ability. And so I love what you just said, because what I heard was come in three times a year with these, with these peptides. And then the rest of the year, I assume you're saying, let's live a, a healthy lifestyle. And we're just using these as little adjuncts to make sure that we slow the aging process down. Exactly. And frankly, what, how cool would it be? I mean, I've always thought, finish your fast and now apply the bioregulator, Ooh. right? Clean house and now give the stimulus to the oh. body to- so, okay. On Build that some new one, stuff. We're, we're, <laughs> now you and I are going to join forces because I, my new like passion this year is taking people through three day water fasts. Mm -hmm. And so let's work on that. Let's come up with something where the entry back in, uh, yeah. that's, this has been a really big, uh, like, uh, issue for me with fasting is that people are not thinking about how they break their fast. They're just yeah. fasting. They're like, well, the fast heals. And then they go into food and they don't think about it. But you just elevated that thought to, and you could really come in with this something really huge. And what I think you're saying is it would be more your cells and your gut and everything would be more receptive because you had just cleaned everything up. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so. You and I are going to talk about that one because that, that was really good. Okay. More Mindy time. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, now we're going to double stack two incredible hacks. Um, okay, is there, when you're working with a patient, is there a profile 
that you go, ooh, this is this may not work for you. Like you have high toxic load, you're eating the wrong inflammatory fats. You know, I go down to the cell and I'm thinking, well, gosh, you know, you can't just take BPC, BPC-157 and eat McDonald's all day long. You're probably not going to notice a difference. Is there a lifestyle we could be living to, to make these work better? Always. But I will tell you, interestingly enough, BPC-157 is the one peptide that you can give to someone who's still doing a lot of things wrong. Mm. It's not that it, it, it might just be the thing that helps them to feel that little bit better mm. that, that shows them and gives them the energy to take the next step. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Like I find sometimes, you know, like it's hard sometimes when we're trying to help a client in my case, it's a client, in your case, it's a patient when I'm trying to help a a client who's on their knees, like they feel horrible, yes. they're, they're sick. And I'm sitting there going, well, you got to clean up your act and this and that. And this poor person is exhausted. Like they've been fighting the fight. They don't have the energy. But sometimes if we can give them something that just helps them to feel a little bit better, even before they change anything else. Yes. It's some, it breathes hope into them. Yeah. You know? And they're like, Okay, I can take the next step. Yes. Right? I, I used to say to my patients all the time that um, there are really three steps of healing. The first phase is stuck. And this is where so many people are. And you can stay stuck for years and years and years despite a lot of effort. The mm -hmm. second phase is what I call the sweet spot where all of a sudden everything you're doing is working better and better and better. And you don't completely have like all your days are amazing, but you feel like you have more amazing days than non-amazing days. And you feel like every supplement and diet and everything you're doing is finally working. And then the, the third phase is really a strength phase. And this mm -hmm. is where you can go on vacation. You can go through periods of, of immense stress and you don't feel like your, your health falls off track. I feel yeah. like there's like three phases there. So I would say what I'm hearing from you is if this could be an incredible tool for those in the stuck phase to move them into the sweet spot phase. In some cases, yes. You know, like what in like for thymus and alpha one, sometimes it can help to rebalance that immune system so that not even rebalance the immune system, but but strengthen that immune system so that the inflammation starts to come under control or calm an overactive immune system. Like people with autoimmune issues, I mean, the crazy thing about a TA like thymus and alpha one is for people who are very, very sensitive or who have major immune over over overstimulation. They have to start at the most minute dose you can imagine. Mm. Why is that? Right? Because otherwise it's like being on a teeter-totter and the big you're you're down here, the other teeter-totter's there. Some big kid comes and stomps on the other teeter-totter and you go flying off. Uh, yes. And so they kind of have this like crazy rebound that makes them that they end up feeling awful. So there's caution to be had especially with the short chain bio, uh, peptides. Uh, no, I mean, sorry, the longer chain peptides. The bioregulators, it's very rare, very, very rare that I've seen people have a negative reaction. Interesting. So you have, you tell me the different categories. So you have bioregulators. What was the second category you just mentioned? So the other one is the long chain peptides. Long so, so there's only two categories. Pretty much. I mean, maybe there's a third that I'm not thinking of. Okay. On the on the anti-aging, healthy aging side, the one other peptide I would mention is um, it's a category of peptides that are called growth hormone secretagogues. Ooh. So 
so these are peptides that stimulate your body to to produce and release more growth hormone. So we know as we age, we we like growth hormone. And it's part of the reason why we don't recover as well. We don't sleep as well. We make a little bit more fat. We don't, we have a harder time making muscle. You know, we have a harder time repairing, but growth hormone, like, like many other things is a double-edged sword. Um, and of course, there's many, many anti-aging doctors who will put their patients on growth hormone supplementation. You have to be really careful you don't go too hard. Now, with the growth hormone secretagogues, they're nowhere near as strong as taking exogenous growth hormone. Mm. They have the added benefit of tapping into your system so you you don't stop. You're actually making growth hormone. It doesn't shut off your own ah, growth hormone brilliant. production. Which yeah. exogenous growth hormone can do. Right. Um, and it's never going to be as strong as growth hormone. But for many, many people, we, what we see is that it's enough to really, like it, their sleep, it's all those things. Their sleep gets better. They recover faster from their workouts. They heal. like, And their skin gets better. There's cognitive benefits. It's all the things we see with growth hormone. But that is one pep- one category of peptides, I would say, you have to be cautious. Like, mm. know what your IGF-1 levels are going in, because it's the best measure we have of growth hormone. Don't, more is not better. You mm. want to hit that sweet spot. Okay. And you want to, psych- and you also want to cycle off. Like, this is yes. not, yes. this is not a pep, this is not, and I've, and I see people all the time saying, no, don't be silly. People can take it indefinitely. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That just makes me uncomfortable. So I like to see people maybe do 12 weeks, eight to 12 weeks, and then lay off. Perfect. And then, and and then there's other um, physician practitioners that will say five days on, two days off, five days on, two days off, and also giving those receptors. But you know, I'll let you in on a little, I referred to the Wolverine stack earlier. Yes, I heard that. Heal like Wolverine. So listen to this. So one of the other many, many things that BPC-157 does is it upregulates the expression of growth hormone receptors. Amazing. So imagine when we stack BPC-157 with our growth hormone secretagogues. So now we have more growth hormones circulating in the system and and our growth hormone receptors are out and ready to receive. Is that why you look like you're 20? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good good filter on the camera. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually allergic to growth hormone secretagogues, if you can oh, believe it. Oh no. Which is nuts. That is too no. bad. Is, yeah. Is there where does toxicity fit into this? Because in in all my work with patients, one of the things I've seen is that when the toxic load gets high enough, it doesn't matter what supplement you give them, doesn't matter what diet they're on, there just becomes a point where it's like, you're going to need to detox in order for all these other things to work well. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed in clinical practice is that it's really difficult to get some of these nutrients into the cell to be able to get the body to receive it if the toxic load is high. So do you see that with peptides? Because I do hear a lot of people say, well, it didn't work. And I'm wondering yeah. if they didn't have the right peptide, they didn't have the right way of using it, and if their toxic load was incre- incredibly high. All of the above. 
Exactly. Ah. I mean, you nailed it, right? I think that and where we see people have bad reactions to peptides most often is they've got underlying conditions. So yeah. all the usual suspects, the the tick-borne diseases, the the mold, the yes. the infectious stuff, like all this like and then or heavy metals, like all of these toxins. Think about it, like they're they're occupying receptors. They're yes. they're they're breaking up communication. They're you know, so so the body is so overburdened and now you're giving it a signal to do something and it's like, dude, like I've got my hands full here. Yes. I can't do one more thing, right? Yeah. So, and I think that certainly a lot of the physicians that are working with peptides are finding that it's really important to help their patients first to detoxify or to reduce these loads of toxins so that, you can kind of free the body up to then respond and do the work because we are asking the body to do the work. Like, let's not forget that these compounds are not doing it for you. Right. They're initiating a process. Right. Right. Yes. They're starting a cascade. They're acting on a gene, like they're flipping genes on and off, but then everything else and the nutrients have to be there. And you talked about how much you're a fan of amino acids earlier. I mean, to me, essential amino acids on board is a it's like, it's a starting position. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, I, and I'm starting to see a real shift in the way we need to approach uh, supplements and peptides and aminos. And what I think we've been doing up until now is we've been supplementing in a poor lifestyle. And I do believe that has worked until 2023. Because yeah. now we are living in the most toxic time, not only chemical, but physical, emotional time than, than ever before. And all of a sudden, these supplements aren't working. And so I feel like we've got to come back and create a foundational lifestyle, clear up your lifestyle, and now you, there's going to be an anti-aging miracle. There's going to be a hormonal miracle in this moment. For sure. I mean, think about it. You know, we don't find centenarians in the middle of like, cesspool cities. Ah, well said. Yes. <laughs> Think exactly. about it. Right. Where are blue zones? Like blue yes. zones are beautiful, pristine places where people actually get to think yeah. for a minute. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're trying, we're trying to hack our way back to that. And, and we have to be mindful that we're not always thinking about what can I add before we think about what can I remove? What can I take away? What can yeah. I stop doing? Oh, I love that. So if somebody's listening to everything we've talked about so far and they are like, well, I'm curious about peptides, I'd like to try it. Um, what's the door in? Like, how do we, how do we tiptoe into this world of peptides? And, and I'm going to say, I love that you and I agree on this lifestyle thing because mm -hmm. I'm so exhausted with people with the HRT and the BHRT conversation that we're seeing in menopause when we really need to be talking about lifestyle first and then adding in. So yeah. what's, what's the door in with peptides? Yeah. So the door in, uh, well, I mean, you know, I've, uh, it's, it's a good question. I mean, finding a practitioner or someone who's working with peptides is a really good idea. I, unless you're one of, and there are, I see these people all the time, right? And I'm sure you do too. People who hit, hit up against a health issue or, um, like some kind of health issue and they suddenly become a researcher. And like an uber researcher, and I look at these people and go, holy jumping, you should have gone to like a different school than oh, whatever yeah. it is you did. Oh, yeah. I right? see them all the time. They're like and little they, mini doctors without any degree, but they know so much. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we have those people and those people probably like I have a peptide crash course coming out in the next little while. Um, There's also a couple of really good introductory books out there. You know, there's there's lots of podcasts like I've done a bunch of podcasts on peptides. There's other people as well. So you can if you have the time, the bandwidth and the energy, you can definitely self-educate. And I would say the peptide crash course when it comes out will be it's it's basic, but it's enough to give people an idea of what's out there. Um, and then, uh, I also have a mighty networks community, like a private yeah. membership community. And I love, I mean, I love my big crazy Facebook group as well, but my membership community, like it seems that all the people that are attracted to that, there's just a different mindset, right? Yeah. So it's a very supportive, lovely community. We do live Q and A's every week with me and, or a guest expert. I'd love to get you in there sometime talking about fasting and just yeah. help people to break the, I find like with fasting, it's, there's two things that happen. People either think that it's the craziest idea that they should never do, or they're addicted to fasting yeah. to the point where it's a negative, right? Oh, they anyway. do it too much. Oh, I meet those people yeah. all the time. All the time, yeah. right? Yeah. They're like, oh, Mindy, I'm so grilled to meet you. I fast every day. And you're yeah. like, no. no. And then what they say is they go, and it stopped working for me. Why? And I'm like, because you mm-hmm. were doing it every day. That's the exactly. problem. So- and you know, it's the same thing with everything, right? What yeah. do we know the body responds to? Pulses. Yeah. Coming yes. and pushing and pulling. And actually, Dan Pompa, the first time I ever heard you speak was at a at an event of Dr. Dan Pompa. Ah, yes. And he at that event was speaking about feast and famine and creating these different moments over the week so that you're always changing the inputs within a consistent framework. Anyway, yeah. I'm kind of contradicting and I, myself. And I think <laughs> I think actually when you look at the female body. Because of the nature and how our our hormones pulse in and out, we even more, our body demands that we give it things in small little doses and we pulse them in and out. But if you look at our healthcare system, just take like blood pressure medication or statins. Mm -hmm. We're never told to pulse that. We're just like, here you go. Here it is. We're never taught anything about lifestyle. So what I love about this peptide conversation is how is those two things, the pulsing, the lifestyle, if you want to make these peptides work for you. And and I've watched so many people go to peptides and come back and tell me it didn't work. And I'm wondering yeah. if they missed those two things. Yeah. Like it doesn't work, right? right. We do the work. That's so, right. And then the other, for people who are looking for an opportunity to get away and really dive into a bunch of stuff, this kind of stuff, I do host a women's longevity and resilience retreat. Uh, my next one's coming up November 1st to 6th. And it's Maybe. like a five day, uh, we're up by the ocean in Cabarete, which is the Northeast shore of the Dominican Republic. So it's not Punta Cana where all the all-inclusives are. It's a completely different world. And we talk about lifestyle and nutrition mm. and all the things. And we talk about peptides oh. and where how we weave them through our our lives when it's appropriate, when it's not appropriate, and, you know, based on an individual's goals. So if somebody wants to work with you, we'll leave all the links, by the way, so, to all of Natalie's stuff. If somebody wants to work with you, they're intrigued, uh, where would their start be? So I think the best way is to go to my website, Um, I mean, right now I'm not taking any clients. I'm, I'm maxed out until yeah, August. <laughs> that, that, you know, that's happening to so many of us because there's so many sick people. So yeah, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. So, but definitely, uh, but I do, I have a coach that I've 
I have a my moderator in my Facebook community. She's a great coach, so I've been re- referring people to her. But there's always the Mighty Networks group for people who don't need that one on one, but just want a community where they can learn that's supportive. I think that Mighty Networks community is fantastic, and that you can find out about that. It's all on the website natnidham.com. Everything's there. Beautiful. And and the reason I wanted to highlight that is because I do want to say to my following, like this is a really cool tool that can be a complete game changer, but you have to know what you're doing. Otherwise you're just going to waste your money or you're yeah. going to be frustrated. So that's, yeah. you know, I never want to bring information that causes one of those two things to happen. And if all the supplements, all the, you know, aminos, minerals, everything I've ever seen, it seems like there's a bigger learning curve with peptides than anything else. W- would you agree on that? Yeah, there is. Yeah especially with the longer chain peptides, because they're pretty powerful. Like, think about this. I'll leave you with one last little anecdote. Oxytocin is a peptide that we can use um, for anabolic purposes. You can use it after a workout because, you know, we think of oxytocin as the feel-good hormone and in very high doses to induce um, contractions (laughs) for birth. But in tiny, tiny doses, it actually has anabolic effects. And so I would be... I would post-workout, I would do a subcutaneous injection, and it would be 75 micrograms. So we're Mm. talking less than a tenth of a a milligram. And I would be injecting it into the belly fat. And Mindy, within, in under a minute, within seconds, I would feel a flush in my face. I would feel my ears get really hot. It It is, to me, it was the most incredible demonstration of how incredibly powerful Mm. these things are. And so I love them. And I think we have to treat them with respect. I think we have to remember that as much as they are native to the body, we don't, there's a lot we still don't know. So what we were talking about earlier, don't just run out and say, I'm going to do peptides because I think it's a good idea. Right. It's, you know, be, be conscious of the fact that they're still, they're not new, but we're behind on the research and how much information we yeah. can possibly have. Yeah, my new concept is really this idea that dose matters. We we tend to take something like a peptide or a ketone. A ketone's a great example of this. Yeah. Where when we first started learning about ketosis, the medical profession went crazy. They were like, no way, you yeah. don't want ketones. And yeah. when you look at it from a level of 7.0 millimoles or even like, 10, 10 millimoles of ketones, that's ketoacidosis. And yes, that is a very dangerous place. But at 0.5 your millimoles, you're in nutritional ketosis. And that's a, a wonderful place to live. And so what I just heard in that story is like, yes, so it's knowing how to use it. Dose matters. Lifestyle matters. Like it's such a beautiful, I'm so happy that these concepts are now coming together in some of these really cool tools and that people are starting to understand that in a big, bigger picture. So yeah. that, that was beautiful. I really, yeah. You and I very much sync up in how we look at the body. So I really love this. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. me too. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with this question. So uh, we have a theme every year, and this year the theme is self-love. Um, I feel like we don't, we don't do enough to love ourselves. We don't brag about our superpowers enough. So uh, I'm curious, do you have a self-love practice? And what do you think your superpower is that you bring to the world? Hmm. So my self-love practice, I, I think I have to lean into my self-love practice a bit because I'm running pretty hard these days. Yeah, good. <laughs> 
see, this is even better if I can bring that up. But yes, like I think recognizing that. But you know, I think making making sure that I take the time to take care of myself, whether it's you know getting to the gym early in the morning or getting into my sauna, even if I don't really feel like it. Like you know, it's funny as people in this space in the position of educators in the space. We talk about so many things. We get so caught up in what we're doing. It's very easy to lose sight of actually doing it for ourselves. It's so true. Right? And so for me, it's reminding myself to slow down every once in a while, throw my headset on, do a new calm session or do a sensate before, like whatever it is before bed, like take the time to put into practice for myself what I encourage other people to do. Mm. And as far as my superpower goes, I think it's going to be, I just, you know what, it's full on curiosity. Oh, that's my superpower. It somebody, is? <laughs> yes. Somebody asked me the other day, I said, listen, I don't, I'm definitely not the smartest one in the room. Um, I'm, I'm not the prettiest one. I may be one of the hardest workers, but I am ridiculously curious. Yeah. I can't and I, stop my curiosity. I, and especially about the human body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why we love our podcasts, yes. right? Because yes. our podcasts allow us to be curious every day with about different topics, with different people, with different areas. Like it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right. And you'll never, you know, my, my mom, my parents are in their eighties. And when my mom turned 80, I asked her what the, what the key to longevity was. And she said, never stop learning, be a lifelong learner. And I think in order to be a lifelong learner, you do have to be curious because every time you ask a question, you will have to go search the answer. And then yeah. that leads to more questions. So, oh my gosh. A hundred percent. That was beautiful. We will leave all your links, but just so for the person who might be driving or cleaning their house, how do they, how do they find you? Because this is really cool stuff and I want them to connect with you. Thank you. So, so the website, natnidham.com, uh, the, on Instagram, it's just at Natalie Nidham. Natalie has an H between the T and the second A, uh, this biohacking superhuman performance podcast and um, the Mighty Networks group. You know what? At the end of the day, folks, it's easier to find everything on the website, natnidham.com. I can can sit here and rattle off a bunch of stuff. It's all there. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful. Well, Natalie, thank you. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I now feel like I maybe, maybe got a full glass of water. And that Amazing. I, I might actually might not be as thirsty for my peptide knowledge, but I'm definitely going to be consulting with you to find my own peptide path. So um, thank super you for you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mindy. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is.